Okay, when you, you, you were a healer than that one. Okay, so let's start with the guys. Start at the bridge if you don't mind.
Every chain, all of my fear, I will turn into 
traveling and man let me tell you whenever you miss church you're not just missing your families you're not just missing your loved ones your church family but you're missing God you're you're missing and you can feel it it feels like a puzzle that's completed but without the last piece in it and my goodness I don't know about you but my OCD I don't even have OCD and it kicks in whenever I see a puzzle with the last piece not there And that's exactly what my week felt like when I missed last Sunday service. And so I'm grateful to be back in the house of God, surrounded by like-minded people. And it feels like I'm wrapped back up in Jesus' arms, and I'm so grateful for it. We have a few announcements for August for the events that are going on. Tonight is Youth Sunday. You do not want to miss it. It is a wonderful time. And I always say this, but I always feel the need to reemphasize it. Just because it is Youth Sunday does not mean it's for youth alone. That just simply means it's led, the service is led entirely by youth, which, by the way, we have the best youth group on earth. Very grateful for them and our youth pastor and youth pastor's wife. What was that? Oh, also, this just in, breaking news. All the kids that went to NAYC, or at least the majority of them, if they're not here, are going to be giving their testimonies. And so you do not want to miss that. Just a little bit of what God's doing in their lives personally. It's going to be awesome. And then today, if you see these little baseballers, these little volleyballers running around, don't worry about it. It's going on in kids' church. It's sports day. So also, if you want, I think Brother Lynn English is signing autographs in the foyer after service. So make sure to talk to him. I already got mine, actually. And then the... (laughs) And then the 20th is Children's Church. Again, in there, they'll be doing animal safari stuff. So parents, remember that. And then the 22nd, ladies, listen up. Ladies United Fellowship. It's going to be awesome. The sign-up sheet for that is in the foyer. Up there, we got a little, look at that, golden china. Doesn't get any better. That's Paris's finest right there. (laughs) And then the 27th, Children's Church back-to-school celebration. So Amen. Parents, get those kiddos out of the house. Let's go. Then also on the 27th is our monthly mission pledge deadline. So make sure to get that turned in if you haven't already. Then also if you're going on the uh, bus trip to Branson, please go ahead and turn in your $100 deposit. Now if you're not already standing, let's just go ahead and stand up. If we can, I understand there's some of us that can't, and that's more than okay. Because what matters is the heart. It's not necessarily what you're doing externally that God notices. It's the heart and it's the faith and it's the belief that God, man, I'm here. I didn't feel like being here this morning, but I'm here and I'm going to give you everything that I can give you. 
And that's what God's going to notice. And I promise you today that our God will recognize that and you will be rewarded for that in time. Amen.
Hallelujah. And it's nothing compared to what you've given me. But God, it's all I've got that's fit for a king.
Antonia Kelp Torres, Rochelle Kelp Torres. utterly speechless at the spirit of God at the grace the teacher that it's been to me at the mercy presented to me time and time again on a silver platter no matter how many times I faulted no matter how many errors I made the mercy was there the grace taught me and the love wrapped me up and the peace of God soothed me to sleep I have no words to give other than exactly what the song says and it's God I'm gonna give you everything I'm gonna give you my worship I'm going to give you my praise. I'm going to sacrifice my life to you. Because God, from you are all things. So God, to you are all things. If you have any needs here today, these are not just words that we repeat on Sunday to Sunday basis. But if you genuinely have a need that is not achievable to surpass in this human world if you have a chain that's bounding you that you cannot overcome by yourself please step out in faith and our God will meet you here Jesus I plead your great blood over every one of these needs on this sheet of paper and over every unspoken need And God, I come to you with my brothers and my sisters in faith, expecting that these needs will be met. Your great name. Amen.
Jesus, you are made strong, God. have the ushers come to take our tithe and our offering. When God calls us his children, he couldn't have chosen a better analogy as himself than taking a paternal role in our lives. Whenever he decided to be the father of us all, he couldn't have decided a more perfect analogy because parents no matter what you do how many times you've disobeyed them how many times you haven't cleaned your room they're there and they love you and honestly if you have amazing parents like I do they might clean your room for you when you're on vacation but I got overwhelmed by emotions when I came back to my room and it was completely cleaned and fixed in a new way because I could not help but just be overwhelmed by gratitude one but see the immense analogy that God had decided when he said he's the father of us all and he said it doesn't matter how many times you've disobeyed me it doesn't matter how many times you've neglected to clean up your spiritual life I'm still there loving you. And whenever I see you can't do it on your own, I'll clean it up for you. And I'm so, so grateful for the God that we all serve and the Father that we all have in Christ. Amen, church. Let's take some offering. God, thank you so much for who you are. Not just for all the things you do for us and the many blessings we've been bestowed, but God, thank you for strictly being Jesus. You are mighty and mighty to be praised. God, bless these people. Bless this offering. Bless this church. Amen. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Oh, no. 
you're seated, I'd like to commend this great church on raising some wonderful young people that love the atmosphere of worship, praise, and honor to those who have helped to create this assembly. It's not something that just happened. Purposeful, caring people have established a precedence of praise, worship, and studiousness in the atmosphere of called a church service. Again, you are the church. We come to the house of God. Somehow we have got to make sure that we keep all of our words clean. You're, you're listening to a generation that is deteriorating critical, critical words. Number one, love. And you want to make sure that your calling and election is sure. That's what the Bible said. Make your calling and your election sure. And so you're, you're living in a generation where the general consensus of verbs and adjectives and nouns and pronouns are being put in places that create appetite for things that have lesser value. There is no value that's greater than Christ in you, the hope of glory. That value of the Word of God being a lead in every morning's desire. And so with that in mind, what you want to do as you come to a church service where the church is truly serviced, you do what you do to the car when it's serviced. You check the check engine light. You check the gauge that says hot or cold. You check the gauge for sure that says empty or full. There is just a lot of things that we go through. One of the things that I have really tried to maybe create a way to example more the Christian life and particularly the apostolic Christian life where talking in tongues is a, uh, a, a not just an asset, it is the entrance into spiritual relationship. Do we have anybody here that can speak French? Anybody? Comment allez-vous? Très bien. None? But you didn't feel bad about my poor French, did you? Is there anybody here that can speak Italianese? Or just plain Italian? Is there anybody here that can cuss? 
I knew you was hiding. You see, talking in tongues of a different language is not something that we are foreign to. The fact that you can't speak it means you're not native to it. But when you speak in tongues and you know what that's about, it becomes a native language between you and heaven. No one around you, the Bible said, uh, you, you want to be careful about talking in tongues and taking over a service when others are not doing it. Because he said, then you're the only one getting blessed and they're having to wait till you get through getting your blessing for us to get on with what we're doing. So you're not going to hear that a lot. That comes from a 40 years of pastoring. Y'all have given me a lot of time to learn some things. And I cannot thank you enough. But the Bible said if it's not a tongue that can be interpreted after the first and second time, don't keep doing it. And, and the Bible is very clear on that stuff. And so it's not that it's wrong to talk in tongues. As we're worshiping a worship service, it is a wonderful thing to talk in tongues. Because howbeit in the Spirit we speak mysteries. That way your neighbor's not listening in on what you're talking about. It's all right to grin. I see some of you holding back on it. We didn't come to church to go through some routine. We came to the church body to gain momentum with each other because the more I get blessed, the more you get blessed, the greater we are all blessed and the greater the city and the county are blessed. So today I would like for us to move into the realization that knowledge is critical. They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Well, that's critical to know him, his parameters of how far he will go. This way, this way, this way, and this way. He is everywhere. He is all in all. There is no place that God is not available or there for you. It's critical to know that. But the part of it that sometimes we overlook, the eyes of the Lord rove to and fro over the face of the whole earth looking for a place to show himself strong. So then he emphasizes it with his body when he came in flesh and he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And then he said, If any man will open, I will come in and sup with him. In other words, whatever you got going, I will participate in it. And then I will feed you or I will give you the nourishment, wisdom, strength, and spirit that you need to accomplish the day and the things that are going on in your life. Are we getting anywhere yet? Well, thank you for all seven of you. Uh, let's, do I have to go back all over that or can you get to your neighbor real quick and say, would you repeat that stuff to me?
Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible said it's high time that we awaken, get sensitive to the powers of God. That's in Romans. Paul is writing to the church at Rome. And so knowledge is critical. It's not about how much you wish was in your bank account. It's how much is in there and how much they will allow you to write your check for. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the last days. We have been in the last days for the last hundred years. When I got here, they were talking about this is almost the end of time. So he uses scriptural epitaphs such as be not weary and well-doing, for in due season you shall reap. In other words, everybody's got a realization, I don't have long on earth. And so when you see the tempestuous uh, carnality that's going on, we need knowledge. Why is knowledge so necessary? Knowledge is light. The word of the Lord is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. So knowing the word is knowing the way to live and knowing the way to live is knowing how to treat your neighbor, your wife, your husband, your mother, your dad, your kids, and whatever. Those are critical things because here is the thing. How many of you do really appreciate the give and it shall be given, pressed down, running over, full of good measure? We all like that, don't we? So if you give kindness, guess what? Pressed down, running over, kindness is coming back. But it's not coming back in mediocrity. It's coming back in multiples. Love your neighbor as yourself is not something that you mean that they're all okay. It means you love them. Give is the critical hour we're living in. And that is give and it shall be given. Press down, running over, filled with good measure. It shall be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. It's not about how good I feel and how bad I can make others feel. It's about making others feel good about themselves regardless of the direction they're headed. It's so often I see people that in, in many church circles that, that they, they, they can't wait seemingly to hurry up and get to somebody on Facebook or whatever and tell some weird or crazy thing that's going on in somebody's life over here and fail to tell them about the great things they've seen during the day. It's time for the church the light of the world to turn that light in a direction that will give a future to our children, to our friends, to our neighbors, to our enemies. Give and it shall be given. If more love we give to this city, the more this church is going to experience love. The more we do for this city, the more we're going to experience God doing things for us. Am I making any sense yet? I am here today because I'm a desperate preacher.
I am watching way too many children that have no clue about marriage. They have no real clue about what their education is going to do other than finances and a good home. I'm here to tell you a good home is a place where the peace of God passes understanding. A good home is where the righteousness of the king lives. A good home is where the glory of the lion and the lamb can lay down together and have peace that passes. Oh, friend, let me encourage you today. Looking unto Jesus is not a deal about I want to make sure I'm in the rapture. It's about making sure I am Jesus on this earth. So let's try to move forward here. Uh, I had my, I must have laid it down somewhere close, surely. Oh, I did. I hit it. All right. Oh, there we are again and getting going. I uh, I tried to I try to use pictures because that you can remember what you see, and uh, you only hear about 40, you remember about forty percent of what you hear. Now that's the statistician to the world. But pretend that this is you and your family down here, and you got a world without end out yonder just beyond the highest point of your life. You're going to have some high points on the way, but there is the final high point, and that's the day you exit here. That's the highest point you will reach. You don't want to go downhill. Those who died in the faith, it's amazing when you read Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and Brother Anthony Mangan and I were talking about it some years ago, three or four years ago, and, and, and we were sort of laughing a little bit at the same time, you know, and, and, and talking about all those people in the Hebrews 11 that, that, that got somewhere, and they all died in the faith. And that was a critical part. And so it's, it's an amazing thing when you sense visibly that it is a hill. Life is top. Well, I didn't say it's going to kill you yet. Life is top. What am I going to do today? Where does that come from if it's not top? What do you want to do next week? We've got to find something to do to take over this. All of those syllables and sounds, what am I going to do with my life today? Guilt. Find somebody to give a blessing. Find somebody to call and tell them, look, man, I'm going to tell you something. It's wonderful having you a part of my life. You don't have to lie about it. Now, if, if, you don't, if that's not true, even if they are a person that causes you to pray, they're a wonderful part of your life. There's some people in my life that don't add to it as far as just giving me stuff but they give me the opportunity to give them kindness, to give them the love, give them forgiveness, give them mercy. Well, I'm not dependent on them to turn around and give to me. <laughs> I'm dependent on him to watch me 
every day. And I want him to bless me. I want him to correct me. I want him to do whatever he's got to do to keep me on this straight and narrow path because great is his salvation. And so in this little uh, place down here where that this mother and father are having kids and I don't know how many people here do we have kids that uh, you had to train them to, to hate. You had to train them to say angry words. You don't have to train that. It is inherent in us to do that kind of stuff. That's in our native capabilities. And it lasts for until you die, until you conquer it. Until you know it. All those little weird thoughts, oh, so-and-so must not like you. <laughs> I think the other day that so-and-so, uh, you know, it looked like the way he looked at you is that he don't think you're so nice. Now, how's that going to make somebody feel great? It's not. We got to get real with this stuff called life. We got to get extremely real with this thing called God our Savior, our King, our Lord, our glorifier, the future that we're going to live in. And I put this hill here because you can't see past the grave. You are climbing a hill. It is tough to get old. It is tough to be poor. It is tough to not have friends that treat you exactly like you want them to. Life is tough, but greater is he that is for you than he that is against you is not a church epitaph. It is a reality of our soul, our mind, our conscience, our clarity of life. What is my vision? How well can I see uh, over tomorrow and over the hills of yes, I mean of over the hills that I've got yet to find? <laughs> and so we look at this. And so God put it in word, all things are delivered unto me of my Father. Somebody say Father. I want us to get this because it's critical. Father just means source. That doesn't mean another human, our heavenly father, our source, that sources all the green vegetation and sources all the wisdom. I watched all the combines this week as I was right traveling through some uh, territory where there were a lot of combines. And, and I was thinking, man, oh, man, oh, man, how phenomenal. And then I look up and I see in another <coughs> setting an airplane coming around flying. And then I look around and see another phenomenon and way up yonder in the sky is a jet with 140 people on it. How massive is this world? And eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard. Well, I'm sort of like the old boy that said, man, I tell you what, I know there's a lot more out there, but just soaking it up out here in Hawaii is good enough for me. That sounds right, but how many of you have reached a zenith of your dreams when you were 20, and all of a sudden you found out that that, that reaching that dream just led you, led you to wanting a bigger dream? 
and then that was going to cost more money, so it made you want to learn how to have more money. So let's go all the way back to the start. Why do I go to the house of God? Why do I really go to the house of God? What am I doing here? Why do I anxiously wait to get to the house of God? Well, you might substantiate it like this. Why, when you have not eaten for three days, are you glad to get an egg, even if it's scrambled? Most of us in America don't eat because we're hungry. We stay full. We got snacks in the car. We got snacks in the pantry. We got snacks on the table. So why do you can't wait to get to eat supper? Because it's better than just watching everybody else eat. Things like that. I'm a desperate pastor. You say, Pastor, why are you parading all that stuff? I'm desperate. I have got to do my job in a few years. I don't have but about, let's see, three score and what? I'm already past it. Three score and ten. And I see Brother Bob Bolton back there that's way past it. Brother Bob, I enjoyed your conversation the other day. I, w I was just visiting with him, and, 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 and it was just so, I mean, he just couldn't seemingly wait to enjoy a smile. He would just smile and laugh. If, if it was anything humorous at all, he would laugh. He and I relived a part of his marriage, and, and, and that's a great life. And then other things, and that was a great visit, Brother Bob. Thank you. You really helped make my day that day. But that, I want us to understand that our appetite has got to be purposeful. I don't want to just eat something that's got sweets or something that I like. I want to eat something that will grow my passion. I want to eat something that will grow my wisdom. I want to eat something that will help me to make our city a better city. I want to eat something that will make our county a better county. I want, it's easy to complain about all the stupid stuff that's going on around here. It's a whole lot harder to learn how to take to them some wisdom and knowledge and spiritual energy that will literally make them thrilled to try to schedule things that will bless the world as a whole, not a highway, not more taxes so they can tax us bigger. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in charge. We vote those people in place. I said, we're in charge. 
We vote those people in place. Don't lie to yourself. They're not there on their own. They didn't get there on their own. They got voted in. And if we don't develop a constitution of Christendom, we are going to just be over here wishing it could have happened, wanting it to have happened. I'm here to tell you we can make it happen. Jesus Christ made it happen. He walked through this world. He walked up Calvary's hill. He died out to self, and he said, I'm coming back in a spirit. I'm going to parade myself in a spirit. And every one of us want to be full of joy. That's available. We all want to be full of peace. That's available. We all want to have a a life that's clean and pure. That's available. But who's going to make it available to the street walkers and all the people out yonder? He said, it's going to be my people. He said, they are going to be the light of the world. They are going to be a living epistle known and read of all men. We're not going to walk out of here and say, I went to the house of God. We're going to walk out of here. We're going to come here and say, I want to know more. I want to be able to to have more wisdom. I want to have more acuteness to my life. Not cuteness, acuteness. I want a sharp side to my sword. I don't want a dull blade when I'm trying to tell people about how they can have joy and peace and righteousness. I don't want to have to go through some little uh, argument about what church they've been going to and all of that jazz. Forget all that arguing. Let's show them the hill. Calvary's hill. How to get where you want to go and that's the way it's up you got to go up if you want to see him you got to get up in the morning and worship him you got to get up into his wisdom you got to get up into his knowledge you got to get up into his exercise program I wish somebody had praised him all over this house today he is in here He confesses in 28, ye that labor and are heavy laden. But he said, you know, know, we don't seemingly mind doing that over our finances. Working is not a problem when you know you're going to be rewarded for it. Work the work of Christ while it is day, for night cometh. I don't want to go to bed barren. I don't want an empty chamber in my house called the house of prayer or a closet of prayer. I want to do what he said. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But he said, there's the critical thought. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. And what he's saying is, I have come to you as a human. I came out of total, purposeful, powerful invisibility, and I paraded my powers in all creation. Everything that was created was created by him, for him, and then. He sat down to rest, but then he came in the form of man. God came. Don't let people mess you up with making God another person. He is a spirit. He declares it in his book. 
If he don't declare, if, if he is another something other than a spirit, then his book is a lie. The book said God is a spirit. And then he became flesh through a virgin Mary. She was not with child by another flesh composition. She was with child by a spirit. That's why he can say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You can go back there and hug the ugliest man. Or don't hug the women. Kylie would not like that. Find the ugliest man that you can find and hug him. No, let's don't use that term. Just find anybody. Yeah, just anybody. No, no, not the women. He's already got that woman thing going again. Hug or do good. Are you listening? Do good to them that do you wrong. I got a phone call. Thank you, Brother Tanner. And by the way, we're glad you're in our family. got a phone call from a lady, and none of you, so don't worry. But her big deal was, how can I make somebody like me? And, and it was a major thing. And I said, she said, the reason I'm asking is because they've done me so wrong, and I am so mad. And I said, well, you know, your question is so simple. When God came, he fixed that problem. He forgave you before you asked. So he didn't have to be troubled about you forever. He forgave you. It didn't make you right. But it made him be all right. Because whoever you don't forgive, you literally tie yourself to them. And if you're not careful, you can ruin a lot of good days by hanging them on your shoulder. And you'll work. He's helped me so many times, I sort of embarrassed. Put your arm around my shoulder. Okay, why drag somebody around that you don't like in your mind? Somebody that's done you wrong, why? And this is what we've got to carry to the world. Because you've got hurting people around you in your job and in your neighborhood. They are so mad they can't even enjoy their own life because their neighbor's dog got over there and ate up their corn. Got over there and dug a hole in their great San Augustine yard. So why drag something like that along? And that is what the Bible said. God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven all of us. And so he says to you, if there is anybody that's bothering you, turn them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Don't you try to do it. Turn them over to Satan. 
You cannot make anybody go to heaven. I cannot make anybody go to heaven. I cannot give peace that passes understanding. I cannot, but I understand the heal thing. I understand if you want to have everything that you see that you can't see, but in your mind you want joy, peace, and righteousness, it's just over the hill. And so he said the way you get there is you climb in prayer every day. Seek the face of God. Every day, worship the Lamb of of God. And every day, take in a little more of the Word of God. Every time you get a chance, get with the fraternity of believers. And when you look over and you see somebody else receiving the Word of God, you're going to want to help receive the Word of God just like you do when you see a, uh, what's what's that girl's name that's got that big place in Branson that got a whole cafe named after her and her big pictures up in there? Huh? Say it good and loud. No, that's the other lady. (laughs) Don't put that on. What's her name? Paula Dean. Ladies and gentlemen, when you eat at Paula Dean's, you're eating some good food. And you're going to want to go back because their cobbler makes even a dietetic break the law. I am trying to help you understand that today is the day of the Lord. God is here. God is going to be there tomorrow. He can't wait for you to get to your evening. He cannot wait hardly to get you to your tomorrow because he is going to be there. And greater works than these shall you do because you are going to have the Father or the source for all power in heaven and in earth. This getting the Holy Ghost is not a starting thing. It is a a starting thing to get into the bigger part of it. And so I tried to make the hill, the apex up here, where that you can't see what's beyond that. But I want to tell you there are other mountains you're going to conquer. You are only conquering the flesh when you first get born again of the water and the spirit. You conquer your flesh. But after that, Brother Jim, all of a sudden, you're going to keep giving to your neighbor. And you're going to keep giving to the people that are enemies. And you're going to keep forgiving them. And the first thing you know... You're going to have people hanging on to you and saying, man, I want to go where you go. I want to pray like you pray. I want to hear from God like you hear from God. I want to know how to live in joy, peace, and righteousness. I'm not wanting to just go to a house where people jump around and shout. I want to go where there's a flood tide, a glory cloud. I want to go where there's something that don't, don't stop. It don't stop when the evening sun stops. It don't stop when the rain starts. It don't stop. He is an ever-living power. He is an ever-living glory. He is an ever-living peace. He is an ever-living. So here's what he said. Great peace have they that love the Lord, thy God. All you got to do is read Paul's life. A guy that was killing the Christians. And he watched them smile 
He watched them go through it. And that's why you see him in prison converting jail people. That's why you see him in prison because great peace have they who love the law of the Lord and nothing shall by any means offend them. He didn't deserve to be in prison, but he said, if I'm going to be there, I'm going to be a light. If I'm going to be there, I'm going to be telling them about a glorious future. So, isolated, looking into the darkness of a grave is not so bad when you see Calvary and you see future. You're on this side. You're in a fleshy body. In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. And looking out of this flesh, if you crucify the flesh and you don't look at what you're having to go through in the way of hell and torment and ridiculed by people and you're looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and you see an empty cross and you see a door out of death and you see a future that's sunlit all of a sudden you desire to know more about that land all of a sudden you desire I want to pray I want to seek the face of God I want to touch my neighbors I want to touch my family I want to create in this city a glory. I want them to understand we don't look at death as a future. We look at life through death as a great future. It's not just about another place. It is about the place. That's where I want to land my thought, my heart, my life, my mind, my spirit. I'm not interested in entertaining a bunch of people in a crowd. I'm interested in telling people there is a land beyond the grave. There is a new world order. There is a new life for you. Get through this one and be ready for the next one. Dance your way through. Shout your way through. Educate your way through. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. Somebody say, this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous, and I want us to change it to my eyes. What my inner eye sees, I am called of God. I am a child of God. I have an inheritance incorruptible of God. What is that inheritance? He owns everything. And everything that's not good is going to be burned up forever and ever and ever. I wish somebody would pray for your neighbor right now. You may, I'm not talking about neighbor in, your, in the in this sanctuary. I'm talking about your neighborhood. God, make me a, a, a living light. Make me a living example. Let's pray together for our city right now. Every preacher, every person that even has any idea. Jesus, we need you. This pastor needs you. I have no problem confessing to these wonderful people. I am seeking your face. I have a strong desire for our city, for our county. 
I'm not willing that these people should sink in disastrous sinfulness. In Jesus' name, I pray that you will pray sort of that prayer in passion. Life in a world of iniquity, what hope do those people have on the other side of the Mexico border? What hope do those people have on the other side where sin is robbing their marriage, their child-parent relationship, their brotherly love, where the world is living in poverty just because they got a nice car, just because they got a nice home doesn't mean their marriage is working. Just because they got a jet and they have all kind of money, they can go to foreign soils doesn't mean they're the happiest people on the earth. Happy are these thy people, the Bible said, for great is their reward. The best you could possibly have here cannot satisfy the total you. I promise you, I have been in the home of the wealthy. I told you about the guy that started all the hotels and he won the Indianapolis 500 and I was one of his senior carpenters and leaders for his home. He brought all of his wood from overseas and everything. It, it was amazing to me. It lacked 40 feet being as long as a football field. All four sides, you went up to the bathtub. You had eight by ten rough sawn cedar with glass above it so that every day you didn't have to turn the light on. You just got in the big, big tub and let the sunlight roll. But J.R. Truman died one year after he won the Indianapolis 500. And he didn't take that house with him. I've got a better memory of it than him. Because I was able to feed seven men from our church that had lost their jobs. And it was one of the most wonderful feelings in the world. That they trusted me to lead in that beautiful setting. We will not adjust our life to the economy of weakness. We will, live with, we will not live with the sad and pitiful plight of our world. Being an overcomer is overcoming the woes and the worries of what's going on around here. There's a lot of them. If you let the newspaper dictate your conscious future, I'm telling you, you'll be worried. But if you let the resurrection dictate your future, you won't worry. For me to live as Christ, to die is what? Gain. Better than that. That's what I'm talking to you about. We, we don't have to be worried about dying. But purposeful live, learning, daily woes, worries, and feelings of a world in desperate need. I want you real quickly again, uh, somebody that's... Uh, uh, well, Brother Lester, one more time, would you? Would you get on my back? Oh, man, you, were those turkey eggs you ate? Let's just say, hold on. 
bear up one another. This is no time to put down people that are having a struggle. Bear ye one another's burdens. You're not going to walk through this world, sir. I don't even know your name, but I do enjoy you being here. But I want to tell you something. It's wonderful to have people that care. And that's what a lot of wonderful people did for me when I was mischievous, more mischievous. Thought I'd give you a breather. Bear ye one another's burdens. Brother Jack, I believe if, if one can do a, put a thousand to fly, two can put ten thousand to fly. I, th I think it's going to take both of us to. <laughs> oh, bear. There you go. There you go. Brother Ronnie, I, I need your help to take my place. <laughs> Come on, folks. It ought to be the greatest thing in the world to go to the house of God. It ought to be the greatest thing in the world to get more bread. It ought to be the most wonderful feeling in the world. I want to go to the house of God so I can exercise myself. I want to go to the house of God so I can get more nourishment. I want to go to the house of God because being with my brothers and sisters causes the blood to flow in the body. And when the blood is flowing in the body, healing happens in the body. When the blood is flowing in the body, impurities are purged out. When the blood is flowing in the body, that's why we worship. We don't worship to make a noise and to feel good because we did a little bit of obedience. We stir up the spirit. We stir up the word. We stir up the glory. We stir up the victory. We stir it up. This is the greatest place in the world. It'll do more for you than any cheerleading squad you ever had. You can see a parents and the pastoral team, teachers and laity alike are the most important spiritual guides going on. The book says it this way. Ye are living letters known and read of all men. And you tell the world what I'm telling you. If you're always upset, they know the preacher's pitiful. If they see joy, they know the preacher opened the door and let Jesus in. If they see victory, they know that he is shown the way, not the preacher. We don't edify preachers. We edify and appreciate preachers because if they lead Christ to us and us to him, and there is a union between the two, great peace have they who love that law. We have been given the keys to the kingdom. God said in Deuteronomy 30 and 15, he started it way back yonder. I create good and evil because you will always have a choice. Sister Dot, you've been wanting to help me. Would you stand? You don't have to get out. Would you turn around and smile at the, or frown at those people? You can't make her frown. Look at that smile. No, no, just sort of keep beaming it on them. They're, gonna, they're not going to forget today. I can promise you she can come up with that in some of the gravest of senses. I have walked with her, and I want to share this with you. You have encouraged your pastor. Now, you're not the only one, but you have been one of them. Because I believe 
that the anchor holds. And I believe the songs that your son, husband sang live in your soul. And you don't have to sing them right now. But I know because of the joy. Now, you're not the only one. Thank you. There's a bunch of you that do that for me, but I didn't want to just call everybody out. So I want you to know that this is not just about going to this house. You will never be forced, not by Pastor Meyer, not by Jesus Christ, not by the Holy Ghost. You will only be forced by your passion to live Christ. And in that, you will find the reservoir and the glory. You will have a choice of eternities. And there's only two. No one to blame but you if you don't desire the best now. Now I want to get with this one. And then I want to move to this one. What do we have to lose if we obey? And all of a sudden we realize there is no real heaven. And there is no real hell. What do we have to lose if there is a new heaven and a new earth? And you miss it because you put it off. You decided, I don't need to pray today. I don't need to touch base with my source. I don't need to pray today and travail for my family or for our city. I want to encourage us to get back to old-fashioned prayer. Plead the blood of Jesus over our city. I am convinced God gave me this message several days ago. I tried my best to write it out the best I could as he revealed to me. I am coming back. And you can believe that because you can believe the realization. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. I'm looking at a row of ladies right here. They could weep because of different things. And I applaud you, all three, and many others. But I've seen them get up again. I have seen them get up again. I have seen them get up again. That's what you call renewing of your spirit. You feel like I can't go another day like this. Can't go this way any further. But I got to get up again. And they get their hands up. And they get their heart up. And they get their head up. And all of a sudden, they are a light to those who sit in darkness. Could we stand? I don't have any way to do it better than to try to show you some of these pictures and show you the exact truths. But today, Acts 2.38 stands as a monument. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. 
and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I do want to quote the scripture again. Many deceivers shall come in the last day saying, this is the Christ and that is the Christ. But he said, woe to them. Ladies and gentlemen, there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. There's one name that'll get you through the pearly gates and will get you through hell on earth. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Christ alone is Lord. To the glory of God, the spirit world, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Could we praise him for just about one minute and then would you take about two minutes and travail over somebody that you want to see go to the holy city with you first of all praise him for letting you in on this <laughs> they can sing it while you're praying don't let your neighbor wish later they would have known you. It's longing in my soul when all is lost and hope is dry. When all I feel is cold, I'm coming back to your presence. I'm coming back to your presence. Cause there's a I'm going to take worries to my prayer closet. But I'm going to take victories to my children, to my mate. I'm going to take the glory to the job, to the marketplace. I'm not taking my worries to a world that's already worried. They got enough of that stuff. We're going to have services that get rid and amplify Honda. Oh, there's a victory cloud hanging over this place. Let it rain, Jesus. Let it rain righteousness. Let it rain peace. And let it rain joy. Oh, hallelujah. this place tonight with our youth let's let our youth know we're with you we're not just standing out yonder we're with you
to go, please feel free to do so. But if you'd like to stay for a few minutes, she's going to be singing. Sweet. 